Always check with your physicians before making any changes to your treatment plan. I just admire these people that face these things every day and, and yet here I am, I'm, I'm one of them. But when you're in this situation, you kind of don't really see it like that. You know, you're just doing the do. You're just doing what needs to be done. Welcome to Living with Scanxiety, the cancer podcast with your host, Rosaria Kozar. Today I'm here with Casey Anoru. She's from New Zealand and her son Mason is eight months old and he has embryonic rhabdomyosarcoma. They are treated in Perth, Australia. And I'm going to just ask some questions today about COVID and get to know her a little bit. So, Casey, can you tell me about um, you, who you are? Absolutely. So I'm a mama of four and originally from New Zealand, as you said, and about 15 years ago, made my way over here to Australia. And basically, we're just following the money. Um, Australia has a great economic system and pays well in comparison to New Zealand. So that's sort of what kept us here. Um, I've got, yeah, as I said, four kids. I've got uh, two girls, two boys, and my youngest child is, as you said, you know, he's got cancer. He's eight months old, and and we actually live six hours from the place where we receive treatment, and it's it's been a mission. It's been a mission trying to manage family life and this, you know, be in this new cancer bubble that's been given to us. Um, and then obviously we've got COVID that has landed around us and we're trying to find our way through. Are there any hospital restrictions for you that are difficult? Yeah, absolutely. So at, over here at the moment, the hospital has limited visitors to two people um, and they have to be the same two people. So generally the parents and in our case, that's that's what we do. So it's myself and my partner. And the unfortunate thing is that they've excluded siblings, which means I can't take my son with me. He's 10 and he lives with me. My other two children, they live in our hometown with their father. Um, So that's not too much of a worry. But what it means is that, you know, if Mason spikes a temperature, I mean, for everyone going through this, you know, a temperature is not a good thing for a kid with cancer. It can be an automatic, you know, three days five days in hospital and you could be leaving in the middle of the night and in those times you want to be there with your partner you know dealing with your child and unfortunately because we're six hours away we don't have the support we don't have family support we don't have friends and things like that so it means that one of us has to take Mason while the other stays with with my other son Um, and this is the same thing for when he's undergoing his treatment each week you know, we're split. We're, there's not a sense of togetherness. There's no support. And I find that really difficult, especially with an eight-month-old baby who is high needs. They're not a kid that you can just leave in bed with their iPads. Um, you know, like you can't step out for a bit and go get some lunch or anything like that. You, you're on. You're on 24-7. And so we've had to negotiate. Um, you know, my partner and I had to negotiate our timings so that we can be supportive as we can and swap out often. Now, did you split up the family because of COVID or did you split up the family beforehand? Uh, We split up the family beforehand and that was based on my two daughters wanting to stay at their current school. Mm -hmm. But what's happened now over here is 
you know, like Western Australia is a massive state and because of COVID, they have actually put in um, restrictions around traveling between regions. Now, Perth and the goldfields where I live are two separate regions. So now I have to get letters together um, in order to travel between. And, you know, it's just a bit much sometimes. It's frustrating. So when you go into the hospital, is there a protocol that you have to follow? Um, I guess it's most of the things that are promoted around Australia at the moment already, which is, you know, the social distancing being 1.5 metres. Um, there's hand sanitizer everywhere. There's only one entry into the hospital. Um, obviously, there's restrictions about who can come and go from the wards. And I noticed that the medical staff have extra, like, care procedures put in place for themselves in terms of what they wear. Um, always, you know, like, they're always pretty good anyway around hand washing and glove changing and things like that. Um, but I noticed that if, you know, sometimes you have a team of doctors that come around each morning to talk about your situation and what the plan is from here on out but only say maybe one or two doctors may enter the room rather than the entire fleet if you know what I mean well first off I just want to say I'm so sorry that you're going through this and I'm doubly sorry that uh, you know you have to go through this at, at with COVID I, it makes it so much worse I know for myself I I would be a little bit more nervous does this make you more nervous or do you feel comfortable with how the hospital is handling it it makes me more aware i think more mindful about the things that we need to to be you know take precautions around for mason's sake um like the hand washing in the house is definitely like 10 x and um you know every time we go out of the house we come back first thing we do is wash our hands and, you know, if we've been doing well, – we, we rarely go out. It's basically to the supermarket and it's usually myself that will just go. Uh, luckily for us, Red Kite, which is a um, – what would you call it? A charity over here. I don't know if you guys have it over there. But they've organised with one of our local supermarkets to have a particular code so that when we order online, we're a priority um, customer and our groceries can be delivered. So that's been a bonus uh, and something that we've had to actually start doing. Like we've had to start shopping. You know, previously we were staying at Ronald McDonald House and we were fed as they do. Um, and so food wasn't something we really had to worry about too much. However, because of COVID, um, they've changed the rules there and basically said that siblings cannot stay there which has meant that my family has had to find alternative accommodation. So we found a unit uh, and it came at like having to move came at the worst time. Uh, we were going through Mason's surgery where he had, a, it was about a five, five to six centimeter tumor removed from his neck. Um, so it was a massive surgery. It was like six to eight hours. Um, and they, they took him away and um, removed this massive tumour. And during that time, we were told that we couldn't, could no longer stay at Ronald McDonald. And so we found this alternative accommodation, which wasn't easy. 
we had to organise, you know, to move in there and get all our stuff out. Meanwhile, my son's in ICU on a ventilator and just all the things. Like, it was so stressful. It was the most stressful time in my life. And we we moved into this apartment while he was still in hospital. Obviously, there's only two of us eight, having eight, uh, that are available to do this. Um, so my partner would go pack and move stuff and I would look after Mason and then we'd swap over and that was only for a week. And then we had to move into another apartment. So two moves during a massive surgery, um, all because of, you know, Ronald McDonald having to change their rules because there's COVID things here. And obviously they're trying to take care of, of their, um, clientele, which is awesome. Like big ups to them for doing what they need to do but it definitely displaced us during that time and was caused a lot of stress. Um, but you know what? When you just you just do what you have to do. You just get on with it. You know, like you're faced with things. You just have to find a way through. That's the only way. It's the only way to get on with it. Absolutely. That sounds really, really, really tough. I can't believe that you managed to stay together during this time because if you, if you don't know, Casey is constantly online updating people on Facebook with everything she's going through. And to be able to do that while you're going through all of this, because my take is your intention is to inspire others. Correct. Yeah, the idea initially was to share online because we had so many people around us that were invested in what we were going through and it just felt like it was the easiest way to keep everyone updated um, in the quickest possible way rather than, you know, having to spend time on calls, on messages and things like that when really we just needed to be with Mason. And what happened was it just kind of evolved, you know, like so many people are now following Mason's story and we share it in a very real, raw and vulnerable way. And I think in doing so, um, like it's kind of a journal for me, you know, it's like a, a live diary, a live journal of what's going on for us. And people watch this and they see what we're going through. And it's not that we intentionally are trying to be like, look guys, you know, we can get through this. If you're going through something, you can get through this. But I think that's the message that people end up receiving is that, oh, my God, like, look at this family. They're going through all this stuff. And, you know, my stuff doesn't actually seem so bad today. And I felt the same thing. Like, I feel the same thing when I get to meet all these other families going through similar situations. You know, like, people going through worse situations that have, like, you know, um, less like I don't know what the, the percentage of survival rates is lower than you know our son is and and they're going through different things each day and you know I look at these people as inspiring to me I really do like I feel them and I know where they're at and I just admire these people that face these things every day and and yet here I am I'm, I'm one of them but when you're in the situation you kind of don't really see it like that you know you're just doing the do you're just doing what needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't really realize the message that you can send to other people um, through your experiences. We all have our stories. We all have our experiences. And I really think that we um, don't quite recognize the impact that sharing our story has. 
I appreciate you blogging it all and sharing it with the world. It it's it means a lot to if it means a lot to me, there's a lot more people that you are definitely having an effect on. Uh, I have uh, one final question, and that is during this COVID crisis, what do you, if you could tell a parent something, what would you tell them? I would say to not buy into the fear. Um, I know that our kids are immune compromised. I know that this virus exists. I know that it's very real. And we all know what the worst case scenario could be for our babies. But don't stop living. You know, take the precautions, be mindful of what needs to be done. Um, but don't stop living, you know, don't don't really buy into that fear. Because in all of this that's going on right now, there, there are lessons, there is beauty in everything that's happening right now. It might be hard to see, but if you look close enough, you'll find it. That That's probably what I would say. That's so nice. And I think that, again, proves uh, to your spirit that you have, which is in fact so inspirational do you have a website that you'd like to share or your instagram handle or facebook before we sign off if somebody wants to get in touch or follow you no problem yeah um if you want to follow mason's story you can look him up he's got his own little page it's called mason mulligan m-a-s-o-n-m-u-l-l-i-g-a-n and you can find um, so from his his page actually shares more about like him and his story and his little life and things from his perspective, you know. And he's um, adorable. <laughs> he is. He's absolutely gorgeous. And if you wanted to follow sort of my kind of take on everything, you know, what it's like to be a mom going through all of these things, you can find me at Casey. O Anadu. So I know Anadu is a hard one, but it's A N A R U. On Facebook, that's usually where I like to hang out. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been amazing to be able to share our message and be a part of this. Just as a reminder, you're listening to Living with Scansiety.